When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. It's about time to play our usual game. Where's Max? (laughs) Max, where are you on the road today, my friend? I am in wonderful San Antonio, Texas. Oh. The stars are bright. The moon is light. Deep in the heart of (laughs) You know, it's so funny because every time I hear San Antonio, I think of San Antonio Holmes. And only because yeah. the great Tunchilkin could never get his name right. So, it, we, like, the, the first time we go to interview him, we're, we're both, uh, you know, doing this thing with uh, San Antonio when he's a rookie. And Tunch goes, so San Antonio. And he's talking like this. And I can see Tone looking at him with that, you know, the, out of the side of his eye. And I, I had to break up the interview. I just go, you idiot. His name is Santonio, okay? It's not San Antonio. That's a town down in Texas, okay? His name is Santonio, okay? Can we get that right? So we had to reshoot. Get it right. Yeah. Get it right, touch. That's right. Get it right, Chalooch. Come on, baby. Oh, Ben Heaton, of course, he did. But anyhow, you are in San Antonio. What happened? Uh, so I have I have the Valero Alamo Bowl this evening for uh-huh. ESPN Radio. Okay, I so didn't know if I it have... was last night or t- tonight. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so it's tonight. Um, it's uh, University of Arizona taking on um, Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, so it, it's it's, it's going to be a good matchup. Actually, funny enough, one of one of my buddies is the head coach of Arizona, Jed Fish, former Gator. Oh, okay. Ooh. West did not play the sounder. I, 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 was, I was waiting. Sitting for here it. Waiting, you know, but you I know, was waiting. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was. Yeah. He was distracted. Uh, I, listen, full full transparency, Max. I, uh, yeah. I I was sitting in the parking lot before the show, talking to my cousin on the phone, and I lost track of time, and so I ran in here like five minutes before the show started. He did. And so I'm still trying to get caught up on all the you know the normal crossing the T's and dotting the I's that I do in here in the mornings. Uh, I'm sitting here with about three minutes to go, and I'm thinking to myself. Okay, there's there's nobody here. I don't know how to work these buttons. There's a lot of colorful say, buttons. Hey, you know you know Wolf was just sitting there staring at the screen and it looked like it looked like uh Alan when he sat down at the blackjack table at Hangover. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh man. Just equations and everything just yeah, dancing exactly. through his mind like sugar plums. I'm just looking yeah, at those my, things, I, man. Yeah, mind you, it just has an an on button over there in the corner that he had to hit, probably. That's that's what I need, you know, just an on button, please. Just sitting there thinking about pushing the red dump button, hitting the emergency button. Oh, what'll happen if I press it? You know, there's so many neat buttons here. here. (laughs) Yeah, Wes is here. here. Let's see. Let's see what happens. (laughs) 
Oh, yes. Now, what's, oh, the, what's the breakdown? Give me a quick breakdown of the game tonight. Okay, so uh, it's two ranked teams. Obviously, number 14, Arizona, taking on number 15, Oklahoma. Um, one of the big stories going into this game tonight is going to be that uh, Dylan Gabriel um, is in the transfer portal. Uh, he opted out from playing in the bowl game. He's trying to move on somewhere else from Oklahoma. So the guy who amassed like 6,000 yards of offense will not be there wow. uh, in this game night. So they'll be starting a freshman, Jackson Arnold, who is a big five-star uh, recruit uh, out of Texas. He'll be making his first start of the year on this. So there's a, there's a, there's a couple of opt-outs on that side. And then of course, for Arizona, the big question, Jordan Morgan, their big left tackle, who probably be probably top 50 uh, NFL players opting out for the NFL um, this year. And so we're going to see, you know, Noah Fafita who came in uh, and started from like week four on um, has been just an awesome freshman freshman of the year along with um, Tech, Tech McMillan, who was one of the top um, top receivers um, that's going to – he's actually staying again. He's a, he's a redshirt sophomore. He could have probably left, um, but he's not going to leave. He's going to stay. Um, he got recruited really heavily t- for the transfer portal, mm. was offered a bunch of money, decided to stay because him and Noah Fafita, the starting quarterback for, for Arizona – They've been best friends since eighth grade. Wow. So they've played on Pop Warner, seven on seven league, <laughs> high school. They played everything football together since growing up um, as kids. And so really cool that you have not only your starting quarterback, your 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 top receiver, but also your top tackler at linebacker on defense. All three of these kids grew up together. And wow. they're all play- and they're all starting and they're all leaders and they're all sophomores um, at a University of Arizona. So pretty cool dynamic there on the Arizona side. They they reeled off six in a row wins to end the season to finish nine and three. Um, in the Pac-12, they finished third. So it's going to be a really good game. And then of course Oklahoma runs a high tempo, high octane offense, and they run a lot of multiple defense. So it's going to be a really good game, really evenly matched with styles and philosophies. So. Really excited to, to to call this game tonight because it's two really good teams. Max, what's your take on guys that it, it, this is a difficult thing for me? I guys that you know bail out before a bowl game at the you know the end of the the end of their career because they're looking ahead to the NFL. And I get it. I understand about the injury factor. Um, I don't know. I, I, a couple of years ago, it used to really rub me raw, but at the same time, uh, I can start to see their point of view. But still, to me, like myself, I know that I could have never walked out on my guys before, you know, the, the Independence Bowl, <laughs> which is yeah. such a dynamic, uh, important bowl, you know, back then. Well, you know what's funny? So we, act- we actually um, – well, not we um, – sideline report ian fitzsimmons ian actually called uh the former nfgm to ask that specific question i guess really this is what really got me um he was saying that um you know he said bowl games used to be a last impression for juniors about to declare the draft okay it was a best on best mentality which was beneficial for nfl scouts and gyms to get a final 
playoff type mentality of a player. He said, but now it doesn't hurt a player that opts out, but it doesn't help them either. Guys that are projected as day one or early day two types that do play and play well, I respect the hell out of it, but they aren't going to drop off our board from one game. But if they play well, show passion for the game and teammates, that carries some weight. So hmm. what he's saying is that if you're projected there, you're not going to drop by not playing. It can only help. Okay. Um if you play well, but if you don't play well, and you're still at the same spot. So there's no you anything to gain, and really, if you don't play well, you're still going to be the same. So if there's no true feeling, then it's like whatever. Okay, so then the, the, the only roadblock to that, to me, sounds like – if you can come up with an insurance policy that would guarantee, you know, like a, a couple mil or something like that, that should pave the way for these guys to go, right? I mean, because if you've got nothing to lose yeah. and everything to gain, and the only thing that yeah. the downside would be an injury, then if you were able to manifest some sort of in insurance so that it would cover any sort of injury problem that you had, it seems like it would be a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah, but the problem is try, is they would need to have probably gotten that insurance before the season started. I see. Like, you, you can't create one, like, as a one-off. Because even, like, because I had – because I remember, what was it, my – Well, all these Geico commercials, yeah. it, it looks like, you know, hey, you can just <laughs> – right? The little gecko thing? I mean, call, or call Affleck, like, what was it, Coach <laughs> Rhyme and – Nick Saban. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but it's funny because I had I had a policy at the beginning of my senior year. Okay. That I had to do with Lloyd's of London. Ooh. To protect me, you know, for because I came for my senior year, and I think most guys have that, but I don't know how it applies to postseason. Okay. It mm. was only regular season. And then I just made the decision to uh to not to not um to play in the bowl game and i think but i want to say i can't remember and maybe they've changed this obviously it's been 20 plus years um maybe maybe they changed it to where they do include the bowl game or you could opt in for coverage lasting through the bowl game or, or the entire competitive football season mm -hmm. but that's the one thing i wonder about that clause and if there's something where they don't get covered on that because like you said i and here's me i would i'd rather have guys play in the bowl game finish out what you started like this is your last chance to quote unquote be an amateur yeah and play with your buddies play with guys that you care about and that you fought with right. um and I would like to finish out my college experience before I go become an adult, right? Yeah. I always, I always have that that image of of uh, Tom Hanks and Big, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like he go he go he goes into FAO Schwartz. He's playing on the piano. He's dancing on the piano. Then he realizes he has to go sit at like a desk job because he looks like an adult. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, he has no clue. <laughs> How do I tie a tie? How do I put a suit on? I'm like that's what I always envision is. Oh man, I just I, I just left the piano. Now I have to actually go sit at an office and become an adult. I don't get to be a kid anymore. And so that's what that makes me think of. 
And I'm like, why would you not want to do that? Like, this is, you know, just like it kills me when kids, um, when kids, when they sign early, like in the early signing period, mm-hmm. they just, they just happen. Like, why am I early enrolling in, in, in college in January? And I haven't even gone to my senior prom yet. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. let me finish out with my friends and everything. I'm go, go be an adult later. Um, but everybody wants, oh, we got to get you in for spring practice. Oh, you got to be ready to go because we're going to fast track this. Da, 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 da. I'm like, no. man, I'm 17. No. I mean, I couldn't imagine leaving for college at 17 years old and not getting out to finish out my senior year, walk across the stage with my with my friends in high school, you know, cut up in the second semester of, of, of school when you know you're almost done. Right, right. You know, I mean, we had some legendary pranks in high school. We stole... <laughs> A gigantic pink elephant from this place called Fun and Wheels, which is like a go kart track, and we Hold put on, it in the, the statu- middle of our football field. Is the statue limitations yeah, wait, wait, yeah. up on this? Wait a second. <laughs> l- l- if l- not, listen, allegedly, this, Max stole allegedly. Okay, Alle- allegedly. I'm not giving any city names. Um, <laughs> allegedly, a pink elephant disappeared from an establishment and ended up in the middle of our field at school. Um, <laughs> You know, I would have never heard my best friend Anup Patel's valedictorian speech, even though four years later in college, he gave the valedictorian speech again. So technically, I heard it twice. Oh, really? Yeah. So he was my valedictorian of high school and college, which was crazy. (laughs) So, but yeah, but I would, you know, you miss out on those fun. And that's the one thing where it's like, I know we're in the era where everything's fast track. Every kid's got their specialized coach and all they do is play one sport and everything else. But I miss the versatility, the variety. Like I still wanted to play my senior year. I wanted to play basketball with my teammates one right. last time. You would have missed that if you graduate early. Sure. Track and field season. Um, you know, I would have missed I would have missed all of those moments. Like you said, senior prom. I mean, there were just so many like highlights. Our senior trip. During spring break, I would have missed that. We went to Hawaii. You went to Hawaii? Um, and your yeah, senior we did trip? Hawaii. Oh, my goodness. On my senior trip. Went to Hawaii, and we did um, we did, we did did cultural immersion. How about that, huh? Cultural, <laughs> cultural immersion. immersion. And what's that? In Hawaii. Pretty much, uh, we learned we learned how to how to how to how to how to roast a pig. Okay. Um, and and uh, and banana leaves, luau style. Make we made Kahlua pork. Um, we went. We worked at the uh, the uh, the uh, Hawaii Visitor Center for a day. Um, I wore a grass skirt with a coconut bra oh, and did a hula I would have contest. Loved to seen that? Oh my heavens! Yeah, or maybe um, not. Maybe not. That could have me for life at that age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighteen <laughs> year old Max uh, was was still awkward. Um, <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. But, but it was it was late. But I won the hula contest. Anyways, all um, right. It- let me ask you this. That's right. When it came down to did you did you dominate by knocking people off the stage or something? <laughs> I might I might have I might have bumped uh I might have bumped our fullback off the stage <laughs> in the finals. I might have. Oh, um that's ale- allegedly statute of limitations. I don't know. Yeah. Uh true. He, he went to Navy though. He went to Navy. He's oh, fine. He's um, fine. No problem. But uh but yeah, you know, it's like you miss all those moments. And I think about, you know, when we did signing day. In, in late January, because that was that was the the real signing day, not this early one that's now the standard signing day in December. Um, I just remember just you know the, the mad dash at the end. I remember you know Notre Dame 
sent their entire coaching staff down to recruit me um, in a last ditch effort to get me to commit because I hadn't committed um, in high school. And so it was the funniest thing. I was taking an analytic geometry test in a portable at, at our school. And, you know, and in old school portables, there's this little glass window. And then, you know, and then it, it, there's no other windows really in this portable. So, you know, my teacher, she's about, I mean, she's maybe five, two okay. at the most. Uh, Miss Janowski, I mean, she opens the door and she sees all these guys in black suits and trench coats, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> they came from South Bend, Indiana, where it's snowing. So, right. and, and so. And they're like, we need to see Max Starks. <laughs> and she just looks at me. She turns. She's like, uh, there's a bunch of men in black suits that need to see you, Max. And I'm sitting in the back of the room. So I don't have a normal desk like everybody else, right? right? You know, the, the desk with the little arm that extends out and it has like the, you know, right. you know, you can lean your arm. I'm sitting at, at, at a, at a regular table with a chair. Right. In the exactly. back of the room. <laughs> I, can, I can picture that now. I can picture yeah, that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I got like a party table and there's one chair back there. And then there's me. Um, so I get up, I walk to the front of the room and everybody's like, Ooh, I'm like, whatever guys. He's like, you wish. Um, it's a walkout as Bob Davies, the head coach at Notre Dame at the time. And of course, Urban Meyer, who's who was who was recruiting me, he was the wide receivers coach at Notre Dame at the time. Oh, really? And yeah. So Urban Urban recruited me. And so, but it's like the entire coaching staff. And we walk from my high school, which is like in downtown Orlando. We walk like two blocks because there's like this little lunch counter called Lunch Stop. Okay. And we walk in there, and this is like, I mean, a very small place. So you have 12 coaches, <laughs> me, and but, then like maybe four other people there. And it's like the place is like completely suffocating. It was crazy. 12 coaches dressed as men in black. It's, I keep thinking of yeah. Will Smith and men exactly. in black. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Here's Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Here, just, here, here, Max, just look into this stick. It'll, tell, it'll give you all the answers you need. <laughs> oh, my heavens. What a wild story. Did you, did you, yeah. well, obviously you didn't fold under the pressure there. No, no. And the reason why I couldn't go to Notre Dame was because uh, my father, you know, Ross was going to the college football hall of fame at the time when it was still in South Bend. That okay. Year. And when I went up on my official visit to Notre Dame, a, there was three feet of snow outside. Right. Um, the, the first morning I woke up there, Oof. I was like, Oh no, this is not good. Um, <laughs> Secondly, like the amount of pressure, you know, based off of all the stuff they showed me at Notre Dame, like with my father, the records and right. all the awards he won. I was like, I don't even I'm not even eligible for like a third of the awards that he won. <laughs> so that pressure to walk in his shadow there at yeah. Notre Dame where he was such a legendary dude. Right. I was like, I can't do it. I, I like, I didn't feel comfortable. And also I was just getting to know him at that point. Right. So it was a lot to take in. So even though I might've liked Notre Dame, there was no way I could, I could go to college there. Yeah. Um, and that was a stark difference being a kid from Florida, going all the way up to South Bend, Indiana, even though my tight end um, in high school, Billy Palmer, Billy signed with Notre Dame. Um, and went there, which was great for him because he's from Canada. So he oh. wanted to get as close back to home as possible. So <laughs> I don't blame him. And I ended up going to University of Florida where I played with his brother, Jesse Palmer. 
Max Stars, Florida Gators. Yeah. I'm there sorry. There I, just, we go. I was waiting You're for back it again, on. all right? He's back on. You're back I'm, on. Yep, he's back on. But yeah, so so that so that's why I just I I, 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 I cool. couldn't continue. I yeah. never knew that. Very good. Well, that'll be a wrap on our first opening salvo round right here in the locker room as we get, stay tuned because there it is. More guns are firing <laughs> as we come back with more from the locker room. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, back inside the locker room here. And it is, you know, it, 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 where is it sunny in Pittsburgh today? I, I'm yes, it is. It actually is beautiful okay. today. Yeah, it really is. I had it's to wear the sunglasses lovely. driving in this morning, man. Yeah, I had Ooh, to shield my eyes. Nice. I was looking for my sunglasses. I just couldn't find my sunglasses. It's like low 50s and sunny, which for yeah. us, I mean, that, that might as well be bathing suit season around <laughs> this time yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Now, now, I'm looking outside because, you know, it, it's nice here, but it, it's 43 degrees in, in uh, San Antonio today. Wow, that's well, pretty chilly. chilly. Yeah, deep south. Yeah, yeah. Came. I, yeah, I mean, when I came in yesterday, it was like sixty three. So, yeah, got got a little got a little nippy outside um, today. So I'm like, oh, it's chilly. So I was wondering. So actually, it's warmer in Pittsburgh than it is in San Antonio. Let me ask you something. Is that where the uh, um, the uh, the Alamo is at? Correct. It is. Have you ever yeah, been fact, to the, the Alamo? Alamo about- I have. It's about ten minutes from here. It's like I mean, and it's so unassuming because it's like right in the middle of town, right? Um, and you know, you have the you have the river walk that runs along. So if you take the river walk down and hit the main street and walk up, it's like right there. So I'm actually going to walk there um, after the show. I'm gonna go get lunch. I'm gonna go to Rosario's, which is a famous Mexican place down here. Ooh. Go to Rosario's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna swing by the Alamo, pay my respects, and uh, keep it moving. Because the game's not till this evening, and and actually, funny enough, I can look out my window. I see the uh, the Alamo Bowl, which is the uh, I forgot the name of this something dome, right. but it was built as an NFL stadium when they were trying to uh, trying to lure an NFL team here, an expansion team that eventually became the Houston Texans. They were trying to get it in San Antonio, oh. so they built this NFL stadium style stadium here, and. They didn't get the team for whatever reason. I think the San Antonio Spurs had something to say about that. They didn't want a they didn't want an NFL team in their in their NBA city, right. so they kind of blocked it. Ended up going to Houston, um, but they had the stadium built, and so now University of Texas San Antonio actually plays all their home games in there. They're called numbers there, uh, um, and it, it's it's a really really nice stadium. Like I'm I'm really surprised. I mean, you know, obviously with today's stadium take that, but for for how old it is and where and how and how long ago it was designed, it's still a really nice open air state, like open view stadium, right? Because where the press box is is like mid level, okay, and it's right in the middle. It's a huge open expanse. I mean, I love doing games in there, so it's it's a really cool uh, it's a really cool location. You know, do me a favor if you can, if you think about it. Okay, a, a couple good shots of the. Of the uh, uh, the Alamo, 
You know, if you take, okay. if you send it to me. You know, okay. I, I, you know, it was so cool because I had my son when he went over to, um, he was over in Rome and he went to the Coliseum, and I said, you know, your dad has been in every, just about every big stadium and you know NFL stadium in the in, in the country here. I said, you know, so I got a good view of you know where the guys come up. Where show me where the gladiators came out of the you know the the locker room into the arena. You know, and so he sent me some pictures of it. I thought that was so cool. So just any sort of shots that you you think are worth taking a shot of. Uh, that'd be great. I'd like to see it. Oh, absolutely. I, I've hey, never been there. right up, but I'm, I'll make sure I, I, I said, I'll send it to our group text. Cool. Um, oh, that'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, no, that, 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 that'll be, that'll be a cool little field trip for me today. And I'll make sure I, I, I do my touristy thing. Uh, that, <laughs> that'll be fun because obviously because Wes and I both showed you pictures when we were at the Coliseum. Uh, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, this, this is fun. It's like photo journey. It's like, instead of flat Stanley, this, you know, this is, <laughs> this is Craig, Craig adventures, you know, <laughs> Craig, Craig venturing. Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm going to rename this. <laughs> yeah. You know, all right. You don't travel that much. Well, somebody else does. And you know, you get some pictures. And hey, it's like hey, almost you're here there. with us now. You're here with us now. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No, right that's up. awesome. Well, you know, one of the things I do want to bring up Wolf, um, the Hall of Fame finalist list came out. Yes. And sadly, there were some omissions. I feel like they got this wrong again. Oh, I, yes. Yes. I mean, I let's, mean, let's face it, huh? Why? Why? Why can't why can't Debo and Hines get in there? Why can't they get in there? Well, they're down to what? The last 15 <laughs> finalists? And you take a look. Yeah. I don't know. I think, you know, Devin Hester, for instance... You know, wide receiver, kick returner. He was pretty extraordinary. I understand, but I, I'm sorry. I look at his contributions versus Hines. That doesn't even begin to like. I don't know, Wolf. Be nice to Devin Hester here. He right? is, no, he was phenomenal. You know, kickoff the, returns. He was good. He was a good you wide know, receiver. Yeah, Max, you can tell me if I'm yeah. wrong. The first thing I think with Devin Hester is he's the best to ever do what he did. That's my argument yeah, for actually, Devin Hester. Then let me ask you this. I know it's only kick returning, but he's the best ever to do what Name he did. Name one receiver better than Heinz Ward at blocking and receiving and route running and all those things. Now, that's that's a fair point. But don't come at Devin Hester, baby. Oh, <laughs> Devin Hester. <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. And it's funny because I played against Devin, and Devin was in high in college and the pros. So oh, Devin, really? Devin was definitely hell on two feet. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we played Miami um, my senior year down in Miami, and Devin was returning kicks. And we told our punter, we're like, hey, listen, whatever you do, don't punt it directly at him. You must punt <laughs> it on the opposite side of the field and skyball it so we can get our guys down to corral him. And darn if he run, if he didn't kick a low liar straight at him and – and he caught it, and the nearest guy was twenty yards away. Oh man! And this dude went went Bo Jackson Tecmo Bowl on us. Oh yeah! To the house for eighty yards. I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be a long game. No, no, <laughs> wasn't that with the the Devin Hester was with the Bears in the Colts that Super Bowl? And he somebody was the said, one who took the opening. opening yeah, when kick they, back when, to the house. when they yeah. said they said, oh, we're gonna go right at him. <laughs> he yeah, exactly. And turned it to the house in Miami against the Colts. Yeah, yeah, no, yes. That, oh, I, I that remember that. Matter. You talk about something backfiring, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, 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 I
And here, we, we, we could just go through the list, Wolf. Okay, okay let's, let's do this exercise. Okay. All right, so you got, you got Eric Allen. Okay. Um, so defensive back, Eagles, Saints, Raiders, you know, had a long career, 88 to 2001. Uh, Jared Allen. Right. Um, defensive end. Jared was my was my class. Um, you know, Chiefs, Vikings, Bear Panthers. Jared, I mean, I guess I guess I played against Jared and I trained with Jared. Right. Like I never thought Jared was a Hall of Famer, but I thought he was really good. But everybody else loved the blowing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And Jared and Jared was a heck of a dude. I mean, he reminded me of a better version of Cal Van Bosch, you know. Right. Um but the finalist, so let's give it to him. Eleven year career. Uh Willie Anderson, um, who we know offensive tackle, long time with the at the Bengals. Uh Big Willie, definitely a really solid offensive tackle. Yeah. Um don't know if I could say Hall of Famer, but yes, he had a lot of Pro Bowls. Um not a lot of playoffs victories. Anyways, no. <laughs> uh <laughs> Jar Evans uh for the Saints. Jar Jar is Guard, uh, I wouldn't have as a as a Hall of Famer either, but he's a finalist. Um, Dwight Freeney, Freeney oh, yeah. definitely is a yeah. I mean, no question about. It. I mean, listen, listen. The spin move is his move. Oh, it like, is. It, it, it's just it's it, a, it, it should just be called the Freeney. Yeah, the Freeney. Um, the Freeney. <laughs> he pulled a Freeney move, out him. Yeah, I mean that that dude. He put even the best Hall of Famers. In spin cycle. Yeah. So, no, Dwight Freeney, I definitely give him kudos and credence. Uh, Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates, solid. Yeah. That's a solid that choice. Solid, here. yeah. He, I mean, he's a generational tight end, like, you know, in the same vein as um, as Tony Gonzalez. So, no, Antonio should be there. Rodney Harrison. Okay. here This is interesting. Your yeah. point of view on, on Rodney. <laughs> Dirty as hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a man, feeling something about that. I hate, oh, man, I hate it, Rodney Harrison. <laughs> oh. and, and, and just because you work on NBC does not wash you of sins, uh, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> oh, man, I hate, I hate, oh, man, I hate that guy. Yeah. Um, but long career, nonetheless, yep. 15 years playing DB in the league. Uh, we talked about Devin Hester. I mean, yeah, probably the electric, most electric returner all time. Um, so I get why they got Toro. Now here's one. Yeah, Tory deserve Tory's deserved this honor for a while. Right. Tory probably should have been in the league. Probably should have been in the Hall of Fame at least five years ago. Yeah. Um, but better late than never. Um, so well deserved for Tory. Um, he should get it. Andre Johnson. Wow. Now, this is another one. Yeah. Andre Johnson was a beast. He was a beast. It was especially when you're thinking about, you know, being the first draft pick of, you know, uh, for 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 the Houston Texas franchise. Um, I mean, yeah, there's not not enough I can say about Dre. Dre Dre's a hell of, hell of a dude. I was with, with Andre um, before before our Texas game uh, when we were let down me, in Houston. Let me ask you, who who did he beat the crap out of one time? Uh, uh, one of those, oh, if, yeah, from the Titans. Yeah, yeah, the the uh, defensive yeah. back, one of those guys that you know was yeah. getting your face, this and this, and he just like Cap- comes and just no, stomped Captain him. Munnerland. Munnerland, that was his name. Oh, okay. like a funky name, Captain Munnerland. Yeah. Okay, all right, there you go. That's what <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, about he, Andre he's Johnson. My, he, he, yeah, he's my 
No, he he put, he puts up with no with no mess. <laughs> but no, I, I love it. Dre's a good dude, man. I've known Dre since college. Um, Dre Dre deserves to be there. I, you know, I agree with that. Uh, Julius Peppers, absolutely. Not yep. even going to say anything. Uh, Patrick yep, Willis he, too. He is who is Patrick Willis. Yep, Patrick Willis. Who is who is not. I do question the amount of time, though. That's the only question I have with Patrick yeah. Willis. Yeah, that's true. Because he left after his eighth year in the league. He walked away from a contract to yeah. go become to work in Silicon Valley as an intern. And so, you know, I get you to save it, but length of career is the only thing I would have that's true. against him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then of course Darren Woodson. I mean, well, he's yeah, hard hitting safety. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's nothing you can say about Darren. No. Uh, so I mean, when I look at that, it's a good list. I think it could have been better, but I see why they omitted Debo because you have uh, three defensive ends on this finalist list. And even though I could, I could argue that Debo should be in over Jared Allen. I think Jared might have a couple more sacks. I think that might be the reason why. Even though none of them have defensive player of the year, like. Like Debo, right? Like Debo does. And even they don't have a 100-yard interception return for a touchdown in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Hello. But, but yeah, I, but it, it's a solid list. I just, you know, you can see where they can get it. And then wide receivers just jam-packed, you know, with Torrey Holt. And, oh, I'm sorry, and I forgot Fred Taylor's in there. Oh, yeah, Fred Taylor. Fred, yeah, Fred T is in there as a running back. He deserves it. And then Reggie Wayne. Well, Fred Taylor was a was a walking, talking human hemorrhoid for the Steelers. I mean, a real pain in the butt. Oh, Remember when he, run, no, he ran for over 200 yards? Oh, my God. That I mean, was, listen, they're still looking for him on, on, on that one cutback. Cut <laughs> they still have not found him yet. There's an ADB out um, in Pittsburgh and also in Jacksonville every time they made him. Uh, he so, was yeah, so, and Fred, Fred T's wonderful, man. Is Fred he? T deserves it. Um, he, he's awesome, man. Fred T is awesome. Beautiful. You know, and uh, because I've had a chance, I had a chance to meet him in college. He'd come back and work out at, at our facility. And then, of course, in the league, you know, we, we don't get together, take our gator shots. Um, you know, we play Jacksonville because because my uh, my my other offensive line mate, Mike Pearson, uh, went to Jacksonville uh, in two draft. He was a second round pick there. So so when I went to play them, we played him in 05. Mm-hmm. Um I remember, I re- no, oh four. We played oh four and oh five. Um, I remember taking pig with all the guys, so it got a, got a cool little shot together and meet him. Nice. Beautiful. One hundred and thirty six career yeah. sacks for Jared Allen. By the way, that's twelfth, okay, twelfth most, yeah. in, uh, in league history. What's Debo? That's a bigger number than I thought. Debo's, Debo's 80, 80, 80, 85 and a half, but, I think. Yeah, yeah so, okay, and a half. that's why he's there. But here's <clears> the thing that I always think of: who in in his period of time. Who dominated more in in that physical one-on-one confrontation than Debo? It's a, I mean, wow. I mean, isn't it? It's it's kind of similar to the Patrick Willis conversation, isn't it? Like the the longevity isn't like it is for some of these other guys, but the peak was just unquestioned. Oh man, yeah, yeah, I, exactly. It is, and you know, yeah, I'm not saying so that's where I, that's where I worry. And and I wasn't saying anything no. about Devin Hester not not being deserving, but I'm saying in comparison. In my mind, as a wide receiver, if you're going 
wide receiver, you know, returner type thing. I can understand, yeah, you know, Devin Hester being, you know, worthy. But the but significance of that. The significance yeah. of that is compared to what Hines did. Hines was was oh, remarkable he, in so many ways. Rules. He changed rules. He changed rules. Yes. Yeah. When you change Listen, rules. Would you, and when you make other Hall of Famers scared of you, yeah. i.e. Ray Lewis, Yep. come on. Yep. They should have Ray uh, Lewis be the one who gets to do Heinz Ward's, <laughs> like, stand in front of the room and make the case for him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, real, real quick, uh, Max, on Rodney Harrison, let me let me ask yeah. you this if you don't mind. Like, <laughs> And I'm not trying to get you fired up here, I promise. The first thing I thought when I saw Rodney Harrison, like, like that one's a little tough for me because he was outstanding, but – he played in an era with Troy Polamalu and Ed Reed and Brian Dawkins. Like, I think it. Yeah. Be- I think at best you could start to argue he's the fourth best safety of his era. Like, at best, I just I I don't. That's, that's, that's a good point. And I and I think one of the things for me for a Hall of Famer is you had to have had a stretch where you were considered the best at your position in the world. And I don't know if he was yeah. ever even ever in that he, just because yeah. he played with. Yeah with two all-timers and Troy and Ed, and then a, a great as well, too, in Brian Dawkins in that same time period. Yeah, and, and, and I think that, that, that that's that's where you kind of start the conversation because I'm trying to think, how many Pro Bowls did he go to? Hold on, I had it. Uh, I between had it right here 03 and 8. Yeah. I think he was five. Hold on, here, let's go. Uh, no, he's only a two-time Pro Bowler, 98 and 2001. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so a So he, he wasn't even – so once Ed and Troy entered the scene – in 03? Yep. He wasn't even ne- yeah. never Nothing. again. Nothing. <laughs> never yeah. again. So he was that's, wiped that's off true. the books. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's the sticking yeah. point for me. Like Patrick Willis played 8 years in the league, but for 6 of those he was the unquestioned best off-ball linebacker in football, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, exactly. Like like he was the best at what he did. So I mean Pat, like I said, outside of length of career, he has it. Yeah. Like he has resume already. You know what I'm saying? So so I so I don't have problem with him getting in there. I mean, it's kind of like the it's Terrell tough. Davis argument, right. or you no. Know, so it's I'd like, love to be okay, in these rooms. It. I'd love to be in yeah. these rooms when they're having these same conversations well, that we the are. Same way with Debo. He was, a, I think, a five time Pro Bowler. All right, if that I sounds, remember, I think right. he was he was five time Pro Bowler, but he was also Defensive Player of the Year, which to me is worth five Pro Bowls right there. You know, to have a Defensive Player of uh, the Year, five Pro Bowls. Two-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro for for Debo. All right, and Defensive Player and of the Year. Yes, yes. That's that's ginormous, man. That's big. That is. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Yeah. So so yeah. So anywho, that's enough on that one. We went through it. We dove into the Hall of Fame list. <laughs> gave our gave our cases. Uh, nobody cares, but we do, and hopefully the nation does, and we'll be able to pound the t- pound the table next year for those guys. Um, and also James Ferrier, who also was a semifinalist, uh, another one on that list. Oh, yeah. And I know a guy – yeah, I mean, it's going to be so tough stats-wise for Casey Hampton. But I, I feel like Casey's a Hall of Famer, man. Casey Hampton, for what he did and what he what he allowed others to do and what he stopped people from doing, <clears throat> I mean, it's legend. But we know that that's going to be the toughest sell of all, trying to, trying to get a nose tackle in, in there in a stats-ridden league. But – that's it for this segment. We'll be back in a minute. We got more inside the locker room.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, this guy, Geno Smith, he's no stranger to our Wes Euler, who is all about West Virginia, all all <laughs> Rocky Mountain all the time, all that sort of stuff, whatever it is. Uh, but regardless, Geno Smith, you're not you're not unfamiliar with him, are you, Wes? No, he was my he was my quarterback when I was at WVU. He was my Kenny Pickett for a okay. lot of you know for a lot of these young Pitt fans out there. No, that's my guy. Okay, well he's got the, he's averaging about the, what 65 percent completion, 17 TDs, nine INTs, been sacked 30 times. The guys had kind of a, a up and down mm-hmm. career, but wow, he's really made a real career once he hit Seattle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, was able to hang around in the league for for 8 or 9 years as a backup, bounced from new, from the Jets to the Giants to the Chargers, uh back to Seattle, right? And then Seattle makes that big trade of Russell Wilson, you know, to Denver 2 years ago. And Geno Smith gets the opportunity, battles with Drew Locke, wins the job, finally becomes an NFL starter again, you know, eight or nine years later. Uh, One NFL Comeback Player of the Year last year and was a pro bowler, had a really nice season, threw for 31 touchdowns, I think, last year, (sighs) took the Seahawks to the playoffs in a year that everybody thought was going to be a rebuilding year. He's been a little up and down this season. He's had some injuries that he's dealt with as well, too, but I thought he looked sharp in his return from injury last week, led a touchdown drive where he threw the game-winning touchdown against the Titans in the final minutes. He, to me, guys, and I'd be interested to get your take on this too, Max, because I know you watch a lot of, you know, uh, around the NFL as well too and, and do your homework on on everybody. Like Geno Smith to me is he's that classic. I don't think he's quite a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, but he's right in that next group. So he's not, you know, he's not an elite guy, but I think he's a really good guy. And you can, man, when you've got what Seattle has and you've got a quarterback like him, you can you can win a lot of games with him. I, I don't think he's in that top tier of quarterbacks, but I think he's in the next group. And uh, like I said, he's having another, not quite as good as he played last year, but having another solid year this year. Yeah, no, I, I put I put him firmly in that, in that tier two category. Like you said, um, he's not quite the game manager. Everything has to be right for him not to mess it up. Like he can go win you games. Right, right. And I think for Gino, he's athletic enough. He has the arm strength that he can make all the throws. And like you said, you don't need him to be Josh Allen. You don't need him to be Superman. You just need him to be uh he you know you, you know what you need him to be? You need him to be Hawkeye. Right? Yeah. You know, Hawkeye. the Avengers. You, you know, I mean, <laughs> you got he's got all these guys. You got Iron Man, you got Hulk, you got Thor. And then Hawkeye, he's just a guy, has a bow, but he's really, really good at it. <laughs> and he, he still makes the team. You know, that that's where he's at. He he's a he's an important piece to your success. And he can accentuate the guys like he can make DK Metcalf look better. He can make a Tyler Lockett look better um, and play and play hard. I think that's kind of where you, I think you're absolutely right. He's that tier two guy that you don't feel bad if you have him in your starting lineup. Right. Um, you know, and he's a great stopgap. I think even better than Russell Wilson was, um, especially when you do a comparative analysis. I think, you know, Gino has that capability. Like you said, I mean, he was phenomenal at WVU. I mean, the kid threw the ball all over the yard. Mm-hmm. And so he has that experience and you don't really see a big drop off with with years of experience or years served versus what the talent is. He's pretty consistent. 
And I think that's something when you comp- when you put it with the line that he has, you know, because you had those two rookies last year yep. right. where you thought, man, this is going to be rough. You got two rookie edge rushers in the NFC West. Oh, my God. They're going to get destroyed. And they kind of acquitted themselves well, and he kind of made them look good. He knows how to move. He has great pocket awareness. So he's a guy that can be a difference maker. So he is going to be a problem to get in the ground, and you got to keep him there because he is still elusive, yeah. even though he's he's not known as a mobile quarterback. You know what's interesting to me is you go, last week I was watching the Titans film this morning. He completed 25 of 36 for 70%, 227, two TDs, zero INTs, 104.7 rating. Now he's aiming for his third in a row, third game in a row with two-plus TD passes and 95-plus rating and he's got a 90 plus rating in four of his past five he's consistent yeah and the thing that i i went away with i can't believe how accurate he is with his deep ball i mean he dropped one of, <clears throat> is it that me. last drive the jackson smith and jigba is that what you're well, thinking no, it was like I, third and 14 and he looking, threw it on a dime yeah early on he threw a, a huge one like 40 50 yards on a on a just a beautiful shot to a Tyler Lockett dropped it or something, mm-hmm. you know, on a go route. But it was unbelievable, uncanny how accurate he is. Yeah, that's my guy. Max mentioned it, but Wolf, you'll get a kick out of this. My senior year was WVU's first year in the Big 12. Our first Big 12 game, he threw eight touchdown passes. Really? <laughs> yes. It was ridiculous. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. Well, he threw eight touchdown passes wild. against Baylor. <laughs> well, isn't Big 12 synonymous with no defense? It used to be. Much okay. much better now, but it used okay. to be. No yeah, doubt. Yeah, they're, that they're was better the, now. That, that, was, that now, was the era yeah. of like 50, 50 <laughs> points. You got to score in the 40s to win the game, you know. But, yeah, but much better now. Yeah, exactly. Much well, better now. Yeah, yeah. They, they've, got, they've gotten better. And I think because you've kind of changed the complexion of the Big 12, right? I mean, and now Texas, Oklahoma will be in the SEC starting yep. next year. Um, you have a lot of those Pac-12 teams now coming into it. So you're going to see the Big 12 even shift even more now because you got Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, right? I mean, um, it, it's, it's going to be really interesting um, how these, these teams are going to have to change their numbers. They have to stop putting numbers after their name because they're <laughs> no longer those numbers. Like the Big Ten has not been the Big Ten for a long time. It's been the Big 14 right. for a while, and that was about to be the Big 16, or actually 18. Big 18. Big now. 18, yeah. Because you took four, <laughs> you took four Pac-12. Teams. And the Big 12 <laughs> will finally be 12 again, actually, once Oklahoma and Texas are gone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And a little stopover. <laughs> this is Wolf math, baby. Yeah. Totally, yeah, exactly. total confusion. The Pac-12 has two then, teams in it. We'll figure that one out. <laughs> Oh, just wait till the ACC, uh, you know, with Billy. Billy's going to have to be going to, you know, Stanford or <laughs> yeah, Cal for right. to call a Jeez. to call a pit game. Hopefully, we get a West Coast uh, schedule next year that gives, gives a little bit wow, of relief. <laughs> wow, Billy, just stay there for a week. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back. We got Max coming up at the Power Hour right here in the locker room. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 